delicate bass and piano lead us into this glistening, tender atmosphere from Freddie. Poetic, inspired, sad, touching, all these overdubbed vocals. I can't pick apart verses or choruses here because it's all entirely atmospheric and glorious, gorgeous in its simplicity. Echoing piano, these panned vocals on the left and the right, it just surrounds you with this richness. Beautiful harmonies, a rising climactic moment with just a touch of bass and guitar, that rising ahs and ahs ever, ever higher. The harmonies and slowly intensifying tempo and urgency. So much sonic beauty in this fantastic outro, but otherwise, this is all lovely, touching Freddie in beautiful falsetto with such control. It's almost divinely inspired, really, this melody. Simple but effective, evocative, absolutely evocative. Those lyrics, why did you have to leave me? Why did you deceive me? Nevermore, nevermore. Sadness, aching, but it's beautiful. It's stunning. I wish it was longer. Nothing melodically impressive or technically over the top or dramatic here, but oh, how amazing this is. How affecting and emotional and impressive. I'm doing this dive a little differently today and opening with the song in its entirety like that because it's short and sweet, just over a minute long, like a little, a little tempered interlude in the middle of the black side of Queen 2. Yep. Queen 2 released in 1974. This is the black side or the second side of the album. And it's all Freddie Mercury compositions from here on out for the rest of the album. This stunner is Nevermore, the eighth song on the album and the 18th dive we've been on, a folk rock ballad. Really, I don't know. I I feel wrong using the word rock here. This is piano driven and orchestral in its simplicity. This is gorgeous, this song. The first time I heard this, I thought, wow, first of all, it's buried so deep in their tracks and in their catalog, nobody talks about this, save the occasional person who comes out and says, where does this inspired glorious beauty in a, in a sound come from? This is all fantastically Freddy and very, very simple in its succinctness as a song. 120 beats per minute, which is a very standard tempo, by the way, but much slower than a lot of the other songs on the album. But highly uncharacteristic of Freddie, we have only one time signature and one key. 4-4 four, four time and the key of F major. He's singing about the after effects of a breakup, the inevitable fallout, the emotional turmoil that one goes through. It's a vocal-heavy piano ballad with all vocals performed by Freddie. And he added 
a contemporary piano ring effect. It's almost like a, a reverb or an echo that comes in before the note is hit. And these effects were widely suspected to be synthesizers at the time, but they were actually made by someone plucking the piano strings while Fred played the notes. So simple, but absolute genius. And this is the first official Freddie piano ballad of the Queen canon. We get more of these in the future, notably Love of My Life, which is so well-loved. But this is the first official little piano ballad of Freddie's. And it's stunning. And I wish it was longer. I wish we'd had more of this. It was performed live at the BBC session in 1974. But... Again, it kind of just disappears into the entirety of Queen's catalog. It's a very quiet, deep track of the band. And it's delicate, beautiful, that live performance, actually. It's so raw and totally imperfect, but it's so sweet in that imperfection. Freddie sounds isolated, longing. We don't have the same overdubs of all those harmonies, so he's very alone in this rendition, and it's very fitting for what we're singing about. There's fantastic and surprising cymbal flourishes and some percussion toward the end of this performance that we don't have on the studio version. It's nice of Roger to have an appearance here. And oh, how I wish they had done this live. Just a handful of times, just enough to get on to, you know, Live at the Rainbow or even later performances during the jazz era. They were so good live going into the latter half of the 70s. They were so incredibly well rehearsed. All those awesome effects, the lighting rig they had. We'll talk more about that stuff as we move forward into those seasons of the band. But I really wish Nevermore was given some more live love. I could imagine... Brian embellishing these beautiful guitar solos and more of that cymbal work from Roger and more aching longing from Freddie. It's really nice to hear this song here because we've had nothing but intensity and ferociousness and a lot of action from Freddie to this point. And then we get this number. And it's such a surprising shift. This showcases his versatility, his emotional take on the presentation of a song where we're not all flash and glam and panache. Sometimes he does get a little subdued. Sometimes he does feel it a little bit more. Well, maybe that's not the right way to say it. I mean, this is Freddie Mercury. He feels everything he's singing when he performs it. But obviously here what I mean is he's letting the sorrow take center stage, which is very kind of abnormal for Queen. I love Queen because they are so jovial as a band. A lot of their work is very lighthearted and encouraging. It's very positive. You look at songs that celebrate the moment, celebrate the anticipation, celebrate the joy, celebrate the fun. Even songs like Radio Gaga, which was such a big hit and sounds so encouraging and rousing. It's got an interesting context. We'll talk more about that later, but there's something about a lot of their songs that is incredibly uplifting. That's why I love them so much. But here, and as we get in several other moments, Freddie is isolating himself away from all of the mythology and the imagination and just 
relishing the sadness, which I, I know that sounds strange, but sometimes you feel everything. You feel it all, including the pain. And that's what this song is. And it's beautifully done. Just over a minute long, one of the shortest songs in Queen's entire catalog. And the use of Nevermore, not just the song title, but in the song, the word, which is used many times, was inspired by Edgar Allan Poe's narrative poem, The Raven, in which there is repetition of the word, Nevermore. So the poem tells of this raven that visits a distraught lover. The poem traces the man's slow descent into madness, which is encouraged by this raven. So the lover laments the loss of his love, but the visiting raven seems to distress him further with this constant repetition of the word nevermore. So it's an interesting little backstory into some of the influence of the use of the word in the song. I found a lovely praise quote from a critic here, a sublime stripped back ballad that some consider to be a thematic precursor to A Night at the Opera's highlight, Love of My Life. From Freddie Mercury's swooping vocal harmonies to the piano ring effect, which is, again, that forward moving technique, which is created by someone plucking the strings. The song details the pitfalls of heartache and abandonment with unmatched candor and economy. That's from Brian Coney, Consequence of Sound. What a lovely way to summarize it, Brian. That, that is exactly what the song is. Unmatched candor. A great word for queen, actually. Incredibly candid, straightforward, never holding back. Very seldom pulling back on the reins, unless it makes absolute sense in the context of things. But generally speaking, Queen, especially Freddie, are full on, this is what it is. They feel it all and they share it all. And that's why I love it. So that is beautiful in its simplicity. Nevermore by Freddie Mercury on Queen 2. Go check it out. Relax. It is a sad one. Just warning you, but very brief in its sadness, a beautiful glimmer of that kind of authentic emotion. Freddie has a way of always being honest in a performance. You never feel like he's trying to do something that's not genuine. And that goes with the positive and the sad moments like this. Go check out the BBC session from 74, Confession. I was not aware that that recording existed before I started doing these Queen Deep Dives. That is a little gem that I discovered for myself, and I was super excited to listen to it. Even though, yes, it has... I would, I would assume that Freddie may have been singing the same time he was playing piano in that performance. His voice is not as polished as the studio performance. But he's singing in such a high falsetto, too. It would be very difficult to achieve that if you're playing piano as well. But there's something about the authenticity, the realness, the sentiment in that performance. And again, you have some embellishment from the guys that you don't get in the studio version. So what a great surprise that was to come across. Go check it out. Have a great rest of your day. Have a great rest of your week. 
Do something great for yourselves and for those closest to you. Keep yourselves alive, healthy, well, satisfied, enlightened, encouraged, and all that jazz. I'll be back next time with another Queen Deep Dive.